Listener supported. WNYC Studios. I'm Carrie Nolan. It's Monday, November 26th, and time for WQXR's Washington Report Online. Joining us now, as he does every Monday, is David Sanger, Chief Washington Correspondent for The New York Times. Good morning, David. Morning, Carrie. David, a ceasefire was declared last week between Hamas and Israel, and the good news is that it's held. There have been no more missile firings on either side. But you wrote last week that there was something more going on in this conflict, and it has to do with Iran. Uh, it sure does, Carrie. I mean, the uh, the main reason that Israel and Hamas got into this uh, fight was, of course, over Gaza and the periodic missile attacks into Israel from Gaza. But the long-range reason was that Israel realized it needed to stop the flow of longer-range Iranian missiles that were being smuggled into the territory through a very complex route, some of it up through Sudan. In fact, the battle really didn't begin in Gaza. It began a month ago with the explosion uh, in Sudan of what seemed to be a small arms factory that it appears the Israelis blew up because they thought it was a transfer uh, Uh, area for bringing missiles into Gaza. So the big question is, have the Israelis managed to stop this flow or not? Because if if Hamas can simply rearm, then the Iranians will be able to get more missiles in in time for what everybody fears could be a bigger confrontation if negotiations over the Iranian missile and uh, nuclear programs fail in 2013. So does the ceasefire make a longer-term peace agreement, which is obviously the ultimate goal here, more or less likely? I wish, Kerry, I could say that it made it more likely, but the fact of the matter is that it was just a ceasefire, and there wasn't even a mechanism set up for a longer-term discussion of the future of Gaza uh, or any of the other issues that have long plagued the Israeli-Palestinian peace process. So I have to say that I'm in the skeptical camp that in the end this is going to result in, in more good than, uh, than continued stalemate. Here at home, Congress is back and the so-called fiscal cliff looms. Last week's optimism that an early fix is on the way seems to be waning. How come? Well, it's waning, Carrie, because there is no optimism right now that the Republicans are going to move very much on their key issue, which is tax rates. And it's not clear that the other mechanisms for raising revenue, for example, uh, capping popular deductions and so forth, are going to be enough to get the kind of of revenues that President Obama believes are necessary. So, you know, this is certainly going to come down to the wire because all fiscal negotiations in Washington do come down to the wire. It may even go over the cliff, which is to say over the January 1st deadline, which, of course, is when President Obama's leverage goes up because all of the Bush-era tax cuts expire at that moment. And with higher taxes uh, in place, then anything the president negotiates will be a lower tax rate. And he may well have some advantage in letting that happen. Thanks a lot, David. Thank you, Kerry. New York Times Chief Washington Correspondent David Sanger. I'm Kerry Nolan, and that's The Washington Report on Classical 105.9 FM WQXR.